Hello and welcome to the CEO's podcast, Brexit from Abroad. My name is Sophia Besch and I'm a research fellow at the Center for European Reform. And here at the CR, we have a broad range of nationalities amongst our staff, so we thought it would be good to get some of them together to see how their home country's capitals view the EU referendum debate here in the UK. So I will be speaking to five of my colleagues today, Carmine from Spain, Agatha from Poland, Paula from Italy, Christian from Germany and Rem from the Netherlands. And we will also be getting some insights on France from Shaheen. So let's jump right in and start with the Netherlands, Rem. How is the referendum process perceived in The Hague? Has there been a lot of coverage of the issue? Well, there has not been a lot of coverage, but there is an increasing amount of coverage. And people are really waking up to the fact that um, Brexit might happen. And that is making a lot of people nervous. So there's a sense that that would be a negative impact on the Netherlands following Brexit? Yes, definitely. I mean, both politically and economically. Politically, there is huge concern about what Brexit would do to the domestic debate about the European Union, particularly when you consider that uh, less than uh, two months ago we had uh, the Ukraine referendum. So there's fear that there would be another referendum? Well, that's at least what some of the Eurosceptics have been saying, that they want that. But economically, of course, there is also huge concern about what Brexit would mean for the functioning of the single market, but also for the Netherlands' exposure to a British exit, because the UK is the third largest source of FDI in the Netherlands. Uh, the UK also has a trade deficit with the Netherlands. So there are economic issues here at stake as well. Very interesting, Rem, what you said about some Eurosceptic forces flirting with the idea of um, a referendum. I saw some recent polls conducted by Ipsos Mori in eight member states, and they asked the citizens whether they thought that their country should hold a referendum on, on their membership in the EU. And they also asked polls. And I was quite surprised to see 41% of the Polish respondents said that they would like their country to hold a referendum in the EU. So do you think that it's a realistic prospect? Could the British referendum create a sort of domino effect in Poland? Now, Only 22 said that they would vote to leave the EU. Um, you know, today the, the law and justice government still thinks that on balance, uh, Poland benefits from its membership in the EU. But who knows if Poland actually starts contributing more to EU budget uh, than benefiting from it. Such voices and the idea of leaving the EU may be quite attractive. Let's turn to Germany, Christian. How much attention is being paid to the referendum in Berlin? I think it has been similar to the Netherlands in the sense that there was not much coverage um, in the past, but it is definitely increasing. Before, you could still read pieces saying, well, if the UK wants to leave, then let them leave. And now that people have thought more about it, um, it's relatively clear that Germany has nothing to gain from Britain leaving the EU, both in economic terms, but also in foreign and security policy, where Germany is increasingly involved. And uh, Joschka Fischer, the former German f uh, foreign minister, said at a recent CR event that Germany would go on its knees to beg Britain to stay. Maybe that's oh, wow. a bit drastic, but <laughs> Germany certainly is very worried. Is there the same level of worry in Spain, Camino? I'm afraid it's not, actually. There is little public debate in Spain for understandable circumstances. As you know, we are now heading towards new elections. 
So Spaniards are more worried about who, if anybody, is going to be the next prime minister <laughs> uh, than to look at international politics outside, which, by the way, do not feature at all in the in the electoral campaign. An interesting fact, though, which is that the only two debates that Parliament had in this short time uh, were on EU politics. One of them was on the EU-Turkey uh, migration deal and the other one was on the EU-UK deal. So there is no public discourse, but there is interest in the parliament at least. Staying with the South and Italy, Paola, what is the focus of the public debate in Rome? This is seen very much still as a foreign story. Uh, and the tone of the coverage is, what are these eccentric Brits up to now? Can they really be this crazy? They can't understand why, in a sense, Britain seems to be ripping it itself into shreds over something that, um, as far as Italy is concerned, uh, you know, membership of the EU is such a net positive. It seems to be a weird thing to have a collective national breakdown on. But the specific focus of the Italian media is also very much on the um, on the outcome of the vote in terms of the future for Italian right. economic migrants who are in the UK at this moment. Italy is not best pleased with the depiction of foreign citizens coming here to work as potential scroungers. It okay. was very damaging this sense that Cameron had to agree measures to stop benefit scroungers coming from, from outside. Okay. What's also very interesting in Italian coverage is um, they've been very keen to report on the fact that there's been an, an extensive rise in citizenship applications among EU citizens really? in the UK. 25% rise, I think, in the last uh, in the last few months. And why would they want UK citizenship? Well, obviously, this is a way to preserve some sort of uh, control over your future, because if you become a, a UK citizen, you know that no matter how badly the negotiations go or how difficult the next period is going to be following Brexit, you know that you have certain rights that nobody can take away from you. And, and an increasing number of people is worried enough that they are taking that step. And you could possibly vote in the referendum in the first place if you were a UK citizen. If you had done it early enough, uh, <laughs> yes, okay. not anymore. Agatha, do you want to jump in on the debate over EU migrants to the UK? Well, obviously, uh, one of the biggest questions uh, Polish media is what would happen uh, with the Polish citizens who already live and work in Britain. And this is the, the question that even the British government cannot really answer. Were Britain to leave the EU, it would certainly affect um, Poland's standing in the EU, mm. uh, but also its vision for Europe. I also spoke to Shaheen Vallée about this, a former French official who is now associated with the LSE, and I asked him to talk about what he thinks the French vision for Europe after Brexit would be. So let's listen to Shaheen. So I think what would happen after, and probably not only after the Brexit referendum, but after the German and the French election, is accepting the fact that you have a core around the euro that needs to be more densely politically integrated, and that you have other actors, and that would be first and foremost the UK, that have a stronger interest in the single market for which you could argue there is a lesser need of political integration. So this brings us nicely to my next question. There is a real chance that on June 23rd the British people are going to vote to leave. Governments in Europe are not going to talk about this too much in public, but they must all have started to think about this reality. So I'm going to ask you all to speculate a little bit. Camino, what do you think? Does Spain have a plan for after Brexit? <laughs> would it have a government after Brexit? <laughs> that would be the question, yes. 
Um, the, the government is in a tricky position. It's an acting government. It doesn't have the support of the parliament. So it's very complicated for the government to speak out about anything. I think there is a, a consensus amongst European governments not to intervene so much right. in uh, domestic UK politi- politics. So basically the message of the government is we would like the UK to stay in the European Union. But unfortunately, it seems that this is not only the message, but also the thinking within the government. So there is no plan B. Really? Because there is a wishful thinking and, and a hope, a hoping that the UK will never leave. And that's slightly worrying and a bit surprising as well. Yeah, that might um, be dangerous. Because um, I think that's, well, I mean, as we know, everything can happen. So a plan B would be welcome. But that's not the case in Spain at the moment. Christian, if the UK votes to leave, what will be Germany's main concerns? I think in the event of a Brexit, Germany's concern first and foremost will be Europe and the EU and definitely not Britain. So um, it, that could make things very uncomfortable for Britain post-Brexit. On the other hand, some of the economic interests are, of course, trying to forge a partnership with Britain in some sense, but that will take a while. But speaking about economics, there has been some reporting that Germany and especially Frankfurt could actually see some benefits in a Brexit. Well, yeah. So this is this might be one of the few benefits for Germany, if there are any, economically. Um, a recent poll found that a majority of experts see Frankfurt gaining from a Brexit. But I'm not sure how high that will feature in German policymakers' thoughts. Okay, Rem, what about the Dutch? Do they see any upsides in the Brits leaving? Uh, not not many, but I think some see benefits in terms of services industry coming from the UK, basing itself in Amsterdam or other cities in the Netherlands. It's kind of similar to the debate in Germany that Frankfurt might benefit. Right. Some of that business that leaves the UK could end up in the Netherlands as well. Uh, but generally speaking, there is a significant amount of concern about what it would mean for issues like how do you deepen the European single market without the UK. Right. Um, there would be also, again, this concern about how it would feed into a domestic political debate that is increasingly Eurosceptic. And so the government would want to take steps not to make it too easy for a UK outside of the EU to access the fruits of the EU single market <laughs> without also bearing some of the responsibility and costs associated with it. We often hear the argument that the Netherlands are a sort of bridge between the UK and Germany. Do you think that in the event of a Brexit, that's the kind of role that the Dutch government would want? That's the way the Dutch would like to see themselves. I mean, geographically, the, the Dutch are sort of in between. Uh, they economically rely very much both on trade with the UK and trade with uh, with Germany. There's not a desire to, to mess up that relationship, if you will. So there will be uh, increasing attempts to try to at least keep that relationship constructive. But I don't think that's viewed any differently in Berlin. Christian? No, there's there's definitely not a uh, not a desire to mess up the relationship, but at the same time, Germany values the founding principles of the EU and the principles of the single market very highly, and uh, Germany's main partner in in Europe is not the Netherlands but France. And so, if the domestic politics of France requires a tougher stance, then Germany will be open to it. What you would see happening in the Netherlands as well is a reassessment of whether uh, the relationship with Berlin is close enough to serve Dutch interests. So you might see, rather than actually playing that neutral hmm. bridge, that they would lend their ear more towards the German position. Okay. What about Poland, Agata? Well, Poland would take a different stance 
than Germany. It would go extra mile to help Britain. Uh, the Polish government may think that if Britain maintains close tie with Europe, it will still help Poland to promote its vision for Europe. It may also think that if it is helpful in those withdrawal negotiations, Britain would be willing to return some favors. Uh, the Polish government may think that if it was helpful in those negotiations, Britain may want to support Polish claims for the permanent presence uh, of NATO troops ah, in Central Europe. Yeah. Okay. So the fact that the Poland would be helpful doesn't mean that uh, Britain can expect a free ride. There would be some red flags. And uh, the first one would be if Britain wanted to have a full access to the EU single market, Poland would like Britain most probably to continue paying uh, into the EU's budget albeit perhaps at the lower levels. Poland is benefiting from the EU budget, Britain contributes more. Uh, the second red flag, and I would actually say perhaps the most biggest priority in those negotiations would be if Britain wanted again to have a full access to the single market, Poland uh, would like to maintain a free movement of EU workers between Britain and other EU member states. Uh, it is something that is really important for Polish people. As you know, Polish people benefited mm -hmm. from the free movement of EU workers, and they have actually seen this as, you know, as an EU success, not a failure. So th this would be quite an important priority for the Polish uh, government. So, uh, Paola, do the Italians see any silver lining in the Brexit? No, Brexit serves absolutely no purpose as far as Italian politics or economic is concerned. Um, you know, contrary to what the situation is in, in, in Frankfurt or in Paris, Milan, which is the main financial capital or financial centre in Italy, Piazza Affari, is not really a big player. It's not a, it's not a credible competitor to the city. Uh, even in sort of strictly transactional terms, what could we get out of it? I don't think Italy would benefit. And Italy doesn't see itself... In, in that way. I mean, it's interesting to see actually that uh, Italians, by and large, are extremely keen to keep the UK. So, aside from what leaders might say, um, I noticed in a recent survey by Lord Ashcroft across the 28 countries, you know, attitudes to Britain staying or leaving, only 9% of Italians thought that it would be better if the UK left the EU. Okay, so there's a great sort of personal affection, as you like, you know, mm. you, you could say that. I asked Shaheen whether he thinks that the French government has a contingency plan after Brexit. No, I don't think there is a, a contingency plan, precisely because I think that the opinion is, uh, is divided, as well as the business and the policy on the course of action to take. Essentially, you have two polar views on this. You have one view that says, well, if Britain is to leave, there needs to be a very strong and tough negotiation line vis-a-vis -vis the UK. Uh, in large part to avoid similar referendums from taking place uh, elsewhere in the EU. And in conjunction with a very tough line uh, on the UK, there needs to be a drive or a momentum for a more integration on the continent. Uh, the other is, in reality, uh, the business, the commercial, and for France, which is important, the strategic and military interest are such that we will need to come to a compromise. Uh, and it will be in the UK's interest as well to come to a rapid compromise. And therefore, we will find some accommodation that's akin to effectively creating 
maybe not naming it like that, but creating a sort of associate membership uh, status quite rapidly. Uh, and I think the challenge uh, post-referendum and, po and maybe the challenge of the next 10 years is to institutionally organize this differentiated level of integration inside a single uh, European family. Let's move on to the alternative scenario. All of you, what role do you think your country sees for UK if it decides to stay in the EU? So, Christian, do you see Britain and Germany working side by side on similar policy ideas? Well, in terms of um, foreign and security policy, I'm, I'm sure that will be the case um, because that is one of Germany's main worries to leave the to to lose the UK on this. Uh, many in Germany also perceive the UK as a natural ally of Germany when it comes to economic policy, mm. because uh, the UK is, is seen as a safeguard for a more liberal economic policy in the EU. But I'm not so sure that is true for the for the future, uh, because the views of Britain and, and Germany could be quite different on some of the on some of the future issues. For example, in the for example? Well, on, on TTIP, resistance in Germany is very, very strong and it has only increased uh, in, in, in recent weeks, it seems. But there are other issues on, on the Eurozone as well, where the British views and the German views are quite different when it comes to a deeper single market in services, where Britain is one of the main advocates and, and Germany one of the most, most difficult countries. There could be more divisions in terms of economic policy in the future. Okay. It's it's almost the opposite in Italy, actually. It's interesting. Uh, uh, our Premier, Matteo Renzi, sees himself as a success, successful reformer. He's certainly one of the most successful left-wing leaders uh, in Europe at the moment. And he uh, sees eye to eye with Cameron on the need for the EU to reform quite deeply and to move away from sort of red tape and excessive rules and regulation towards a wider single market on services, on digital, mm. on energy, etc., etc. Also, Renzi really hopes to, to, to have an ally in Cameron um, in, in terms of uh, obtaining a little bit more fiscal flexibility. So I think that it, it would be a, a tremendous loss personally to Renzi if... Uh, not only Brexit happened, but if Cameron, as a result, was defenestrated and uh, and wasn't there as an interlocutor anymore. Rem, what do you think, what would the Netherlands like to see from a UK if it does decide to stay in the EU? Well, first of all, there would be an almost audible sigh of relief from, <laughs> from The Hague. There are a number of policy areas which the Dutch government shares with this British government. Mm. Uh, just to name a few is that um, there has been a common push to reduce EU red tape, uh, okay. to push forward ideas to make uh, uh, EU policy making more streamlined, more focused on, on big projects, on delivering free trade agreements. Yes, uh, you mentioned TTIP earlier. Um, there is rising skepticism in the Netherlands about TTIP, but the government still by and large supports it and would look to the British government to also give that extra push that is needed to reach a good deal. And so the Dutch would, would favor British EU membership to help push back against these otherwise increasing statist or more protectionist tendencies okay. that you could see if the UK were to leave the EU. I asked Shaheen about this and if he thinks that an EU without Britain would lead to a stronger Franco-German partnership. I think what you have to consider is a very big divide, in fact, sort of you know, a friendship on the surface, uh, but a very big divide as to the way to take the EU uh, forward. So I think there would be a general inclination to do that, but I think there would be, and uh, there are still very profound disagreements on the ways and means to take the EU uh, forward. So I'm not very optimistic that even in 
the case of a, of a Brexit, which should, in principle, force France and Germany to come together. I'm not uh, very convinced that we would see major policy action in the way of, 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 of EU integration or Franco-German integration. Camino, when David Cameron was negotiating his EU reforms in February, there were many people who thought that the Spanish government was actually very much opposed to the final deal. Do you think that this could become a problem for the UK if it does decide to stay in the EU? Yes, absolutely. There were um, significant movements against uh, some parts of the deal, especially with regards to benefits for obvious reasons. A lot of Spaniards living and working in the UK, they are kind of tired of giving concessions to the UK. But the government could not do anything because it was an acting government. So there is a certain fear that if the UK stays um, in the European Union, and if there is a new government, or if uh, Podemos or other leftist forces are um, actually um, go higher um, in, in Parliament, um, there might be a reopening of, of this question, at least at the political level, because what the government in Spain insists over and over again is that they will be very happy with the UK in the European Union, provided that the UK advice to European Union law. Agata, you look like you want to jump in. Well, ironically, Poland would see in a slightly different way. Uh, it would hope that Britain could help Warsaw in the ongoing political role between Brussels and Warsaw on the rule of law procedure. Uh, Brussels uh, has been really worried that the reforms that the Polish government has been pushing through may undermine democratic uh, check and balances. And in fact, it seems to me that both London and Warsaw uh, see Commission's uh, rule of law procedure as, you know, another example of the Commission's grouping competences. Where Britain to leave the EU, it would be much more difficult for Poland to resist pressure uh, from Brussels and simply Brexit would affect uh, Poland's standing in the EU and its institutions. I mean, with with Britain on its side, uh, both countries could try to resist any ideas for further political integration. But that said, I think there is also an opportunity if the UK stays which is that with the British question put to bed for a while yeah. and provided that in 2017 uh, pro-European Union forces do well in Germany and France, uh, there will be some sort of movement towards a bit more integration at the two-speed level Europe. There is a core of countries that would probably want to, to go further in certain policy areas. And Spain is very keen in being, in being seen as one of these core countries, the core European centre advancing towards new structures and more European integration. And I think the government thinks it's, that's going to be easier if we have a UK that stays in the European Union without existentially questioning itself whether or not uh, they want to be there. To finish, um, a bit of a different question now. If you saw a typical popular newspaper headline in your country on the EU referendum debate, what would it be? Christian. If Britain leaves, will Europe unravel? Camino. What Brexit? <laughs> Paula. A foreign story happening elsewhere. Agatha. Brexit. And what next? Paul exit. In rem. Don't leave us. But if you must, we won't let you get off the hook that easily. <laughs> <laughs> okay, great. Those are some nice popular statements after a very balanced and interesting debate. Thank you all very much 